And I'm Rosie. And this is the Read It Again radio show. A podcast where we reread the books we read as kids to see if they are any good. For this episode, we're going to be reading the first Goddess Girls book, Athena the Brain. Yep. So, um, this is a book that is for a little bit of an older age group and is not quite... I feel like the first three books we did were books that were like super big part of our childhood and like the first books we read this one's a little bit older yeah Um, I don't know how much of your childhood was this book series for me I read the first book and only the first book two or three years ago yeah I read a couple of them and it wasn't that long ago um for anyone who's wondering how we choose the books on this show we have a great master list but I went to a secondhand store and I bought a bunch of super cheap books. Like they were like a dollar each and I sent them to Audrey. Um, she was having some library library card card was not working. Yeah. She was having some library card issues. So basically I'll (laughs) I'll fix now. Um, so basically our books were chosen based on what this one secondhand store had in their collection. So, hence the reason we are reading Goddess Girls um, as our fourth book. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's okay, though, because I, I definitely read these. And they, I, I remember reading more than one, um, but I certainly wasn't obsessed with them. Yeah. I... I, I had seen the, like, the books in, like, bookstores for a long time, but never picked them up. Yeah, I think I got it out of the library once. Um, so, should I read the first sentence? Uh, let's, maybe we should give a little synopsis of the book first. Okay, I can never remember if we do first sentence or synopsis first, but why don't you go ahead with the synopsis? <laughs> so, in this book, Athena gets a letter one day and discovers, oh my god, she's a goddess, and she's gonna go to the school for goddesses and gods, and it's your mo- it's the most typical high school story there is. Mm, yeah, I think it's like middle school trying to be more like high school, but I, re- I think it's like junior high it's supposed to be. Oh no, will I fit in? <laughs> oh, the cute boy! It's, it's that. It's there's not a lot to it. Yeah, it's definitely um, right up that like vein of books where it's like trying to be super like girly and glitzy and glamoury. And when 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 girls aren't quite teenagers, but they really want to be like the teenagers. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. That's a great description. Um, but do we want to kind of go through the book? Just I feel like our notes are a bit scattered since it's a longer book than the others. So maybe we could go through and sort of explain w- the basis of the plot. Uh, yeah, we can we can do that. Do you want to do that or should I? Well, I'll start. So it starts out she is living on Earth and she gets this scroll from Zeus and it says that hey, you're my daughter. You should come to the Mount Olympus Academy now. And she's like, oh, I always wondered who my parents were. I was always a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, And so... Like like a poor imitation of Harry Potter. 
Yeah, pretty much. And then she <laughs> goes to Mount Olympus Academy and she makes friends with like basically I feel like they're like the most popular girls. They're like um uh what's their names? It's uh, Perse- like Aphrodite and Aphrodite, Artemis. Artemis and um is Persephone one of them? Mm. I don't remember. I feel like there's four of them, but maybe I'm wrong. Um anyways and Pandora there but she's kind of the annoying yeah she's not a part of the like goddess girls group um i feel bad for her yeah (laughs) she just asks all the questions and everybody's all all annoyed with her so then she is dealing with like so medusa's like the mean girl and she's like her enemy basically she makes her into her enemy and then she's like they don't get along and she's struggling to keep up with her classes and her dad the slash the principal slash Zeus is really weird. And her mom is um, a fly. We'll get into more more into that later. Um, and oh, and then uh, Poseidon is like the cute boy, the hot guy that everyone is chasing after. Um, but she's kind of indifferent to him. And yeah, so. Well, she, she likes him at first and then quickly learns, oh, he's really dumb and flirts with everybody. And he's kind of like that typical, like, just very full of himself. Yeah, he's, he's your typical popular guy. Yeah. So then the plot goes on and she's sort of, like, adjusting to school and there's an invention competition. And I don't want to give away too much of the plot until our notes. So that's all I'm going to say. All right, so should we uh, read the first First sentence? sentence it is. Um, I will read the first sentence, and then you can read the last sentence. Okie doke. All right. A strange, glittery breeze whooshed into Athena's bedroom window one morning, bringing a rolled-up piece of papyrus with it. I didn't say that right, did I? Which part? the paper (laughs) how do you papyrus Papyrus. oh i did say it right i because (laughs) that it's also the name of a font and a skeleton oh well i'm not great with greek words so um i hope everyone will excuse my butchering of these pronunciations i mean i'm not even good with english yeah hopefully yeah hopefully we'll get through without you know, anybody getting too annoyed at us. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's go to our notes. All right. You start. Um, so my first note is on page 11. I, I actually have two on page 11. Just sort of noting... Um, it's, like, barely mentioned, but, um, so Athena is saying if she doesn't go to school, she's like, probably shouldn't ignore Zeus. He might smite me with a thunderbolt, and her best friend, who she lives with, Pallas, Mm -hmm. uh, says, you don't suppose he's violent? And I, I was like, ooh, (laughs) that could have, that could have gone in a very, very different direction there. Uh... Just, like, 
they they like touch up on it and then they quickly are like oh happy fun times and i'm like what yeah right where they're like she might have an abusive dad double take she might have an abusive father but then don't worry (laughs) and the other thing which is something that's throughout this whole book but this is the first time it's mentioned they call the people the the gods and goddesses who go to the school god boys and god oh yeah and it's one (laughs) And each of those is one word, and it's so dumb and so painful. It really is. I just cringe every time I see it. <laughs> but especially, I feel like because Goddess Girls is the name of the book series, it's a little more tolerable than God Boys. Yeah, God Boys is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And the fact that they make it one word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's unfortunate. Um, my note is from the 12th page where... Uh, they're talking about how Athena's not totally normal. And the sentence is, yeah. like the day Athena had invented the very first flute and trumpet ever seen on Earth. <laughs> and I was just sort of thinking like, okay, wait a second. Up until now, they could very well be in the 21st century, you know? There's nothing yeah. other than the like, random scrolls and stuff. There's nothing telling you what time period they're in. And then they're like, oh yeah, the very first flute and trumpet. Like, okay, flutes were invented a very long time ago. Um, so that was a little interesting. I was that was the first time I was taken for a turn where I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. When where? Huh? Where are they? Um uh, the cover where they're wearing, you know, it looks, you know, they're wearing like, you know, ancient Greek clothing. Yeah. And like toga and but what, what for me, I had to go and for, for that, when I noticed that, I had to go look up, like, wait, when were flutes and trumpets actually invented? And is that actually a plausible time? You thing? looked it up? You know, they have. Um, just to see if, like, it actually was plausible for them to have those instruments in ancient Greece. And what did you find? Yes, but under different names. Yeah. I thought that, like, the trumpet probably hadn't been invented, but the flute, like, Different kinds of, like, flutes have been around basically forever. Yeah, for Athena specifically, it probably would have been a pan flute. Oh, interesting. And the trumpet had some really weird name. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. That's one that I didn't look up, but I'm kind of curious if that's from um, a part of mythology or not. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 21. 21 so i don't swear a lot but i so uh but i can't think of any other way to say this um on page 21 so hermes is taking her to the school and they have too much stuff so he throws her bags over the side with you know her journals invention ideas from the past 12 years and he just taught i'm like wow he's an asshole yeah Mm -hmm. it's the only time He's actually in the book. And basically, he just is annoying. And, like, you would think that the daughter of Zeus, newly discovered daughter of Zeus, would get maybe a slightly better treatment. But um, well, apparently not. I don't think so, because, I mean, that's Zeus is known for having a lot of... Go, sleeping around and having a lot of well, children. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, he's not... 
Athena, you're not special. But he he does throughout the book go like, oh, my favorite daughter, and it's like all doting on her. But then also like, yeah, I was. She would got really annoyed at him, but then like they never they don't mention the fact that he literally just throws her whole life into the ocean. Yeah. So yeah, not a very nice guy. That's for sure. And, like, then he just drops, like, she, like, protests, and then he drops her off and leaves. Yep. So, uh, page 32, she meets Pandora. So, Pandora, I just have a problem, she's described as having her hair streaked with blue and gold, and her bangs are plastered against her forehead. Oh, yeah, what the heck is up with that? That was so weird. And if you look at, if you look up a picture, she has her own book. She does not look like that on the cover. Huh. Not even slightly. I mean, she well, she has the blue streaks, which are weird, because it's ancient Greece, and she has blue streaks in her Yeah, hair. she just, on the cover of her book, she just has, like, blue streaks of, and, like, swirls, and I think they're, she has question mark earrings. And Yeah, but her hair The way they not- describe her bangs being in a question mark is not it doesn't look like that on the cover which is really weird because like i was trying to imagine bangs in the shape of a question mark and i was like how how does that work yeah because i'm like especially because you've got like it's in two parts yeah yeah she just has like a hairy mole Uh, this was just another one. It's so makes it so hard to read. She's um, you know, looking. She meets um, she meets Aphrodite, and Aphrodite's so beautiful, more beautiful than any she thing she'd ever seen, even in teen oh, scrollazine. that was my note too. Oh my gosh, teen oh, scrollazine. It, oh, it's so bad. that just bad. Me, like cringe so hard? I was like, okay, I get that it's like scrolls and stuff, but like. If you're writing on scrolls, you should not have teen magazines as well. I was just, oh, it was so cringy. And the thing is, you can have a you can have a fun school story without, you know, especially because you have magic and gods and goddesses without trying to shoehorn in all this yeah, modern stuff. Yeah, totally. Oh my god. Yeah, that was weird. That was definitely weird. I that was my note on that page as well. Um, my next note was from, oh, when they start, so they go to class and they're given these like mortal characters, the characters that are mortals that they're, they have to like control and, um, come up with like a good story for them, but they're actual people down on earth that they're controlling. So like when she is holding, so she gets Odysseus. And she's, like, holding his head, and they're like, oh, you're giving him a terrible headache, and all this stuff that, like, whenever they, like, touch or, like, move the figures, something happens down on Earth. And so, basically, they're they're creating the Trojan War in class, which I just thought was, like, there could be so many better ways to involve, like, the Tro- okay, the Trojan War is one of my favorite stories. I spent a whole class on the Trojan War, so, like, I love it. 
Um, it's I love that story so much. And I thought just thought this was like a very sad way to gloss over the Trojan um, the Trojan War, which is one of my favorite wars of all time and mythology. So yeah, that 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 was part of it. <laughs> yeah, and she got. She got yeah. Odysseus. Like she, I feel like there was there's there was more interesting things. Yeah, they could definitely. Have done with that. Um, but they, but she she has Odysseus in, so she comes up with the whole like war horse part, which is later on. Um, so then on forty seven, she just like decides Medusa is her enemy. Basically, Medusa has done nothing but just like a few snide remarks, and she says. Um, she saw Medusa's smirk reflected on the mirror's silver surface. I don't like you and you don't belong here, the look on her face seemed to say. Now, that was a little weird. I was like, okay, this is Zeus's daughter and Medusa is a mortal. And she's like giving her a you don't belong here look. Like, that was a little weird. Um, and then she just decided... This was her first class, but it already seemed she had made an enemy. I was like, well, you're awfully quick to make enemies. Like, she gave you one nasty look, and all of a sudden she's your enemy. But, I mean, that's kind of the format for these teen stories, isn't it? Like, it's your first day of school, and the mean girl doesn't like you. You're <laughs> yeah, enemies pretty much. Life. Um, so then on 52, um, she... Oh, she meets Zeus for the first time. And she finds out her mother is a fly in Zeus's head, which I thought was a really weird choice. Just, like, a fly, of all things, is what they chose. Not just something in Zeus's head, but, like, specifically a fly. Um, and then she's made fun of for having a, a fly for a mom. Um, so your next note is on 60. On page 60, I wrote, so they're talking about Poseidon, who's yeah. the popular boy. And it's like, Poseidon is one of those popular god boys in school. So, mainly, so he's just the generic, isn't he, isn't, <laughs> sorry, isn't he Zeus' brother? Um, Poseidon? In isn't it like the three? Because there's like the three big. There's like the big three: Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. So like, why is so? I, so those are the big three. Why is Zeus the principal? And then I think Hades is also a student yeah. in like a later book. Why are the other two students? Um, I'm like looking it up right big now. Big and powerful as Zeus. Let me see. So we have. Because they, they, like, they divided up the world between the three of them. So it's just, it's weird that, like, Zeus is the principal, and then he, Poseidon's just the regular yeah, student. Yeah, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, Hestia, and Demeter, and Hera are all siblings. Yep. You're right. Isn't, isn't Hera Zeus's uh, wife? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, it's a little confusing because I think well, some of them are different. But yeah, yeah, no, Hera and Zeus are siblings and um, lovers, as you might say. <laughs> well, I mean, Zeus <laughs> many, has many, lovers. many, many, 
many. Um, that's what makes this so confusing. Uh, once again, just me complaining about how bad some of the things are. She's a. Uh, it's lunchtime, and what's the? She doesn't know what food there is. How could she choose? What was Yambrosia? Yambrosia or Nectaroni? Oh no, that was my sticks. note. That was my note. I was just looking at sixty-two. That's why I got confused. Yeah, no, I literally wrote down cheese sticks! Exclamation point! Question mark. Spelled S T Y X, and I'm like, let's have, let's have hey. a snack food named after the river to the underworld. That seems like a great idea, right? Also, it's a it's an American yep. food. Yep, yep. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of delicious Greek food that you could have used. And I'm sure you could have thought of, if you thought hard enough, you could have come up with some good But they didn't. Like, nectaroni? That's, like, literally just, like, let's combine nectar, which is just flower juice, and macaroni. Like, what even is that? Well, because nectar, you know, it's, like, a special drink No, I know, but why would you combine it with macaroni, of all things? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. And, like, the thing is, do they even have macaroni and cheese sticks in, in Greece? But, Audrey, they don't have a lot of things in Greece. They don't have, what is it, um, the, the like, scroll, scrollazines. Do you think they had scrollazines in Greece? <laughs> I don't... When it, I don't know if it's just because I because it could just be and whenever you get like breaded cheese sticks, it always has like Italian seasonings, and I'm like, is that because it's from Italy or is it because us Americans just decided to use I don't Italian know seasonings? But Italy, Italy and Greece I don't are know pretty the close, right? I think they are. Uh, <laughs> I I I know they're vaguely near each other. I don't know actually how close, and I know that they are very, very, very different places. Um, but, cheese, <laughs> they're close enough that there's probably some trading going on between the two. Maybe not, probably not in ancient Greece, but, um, cause, cause Italy has like Rome in it, and like the Romans stole a lot of stuff from the Greeks. Anyway. Moving on. True. Um, 78. Uh, I have down the, a note about... Oh, about... She's talking about some of her inventions. And one of them is um, olives. And the other is a ship. Like a boat. I thought that was a little... Yeah. I was like, did they not have... They had boats in ancient Greece. Like, literally, they're creating the Trojan War, which was made with lots and lots of boats. And she was like, look, I invented a ship. That's when making her a teenager who's just now learning she's a goddess a little weird, because it is in the mythology that she created ships. Yeah, but in the mythology, she was born fully grown. Yeah, and like, 
So it, like that that's the thing. Like they're trying to like st- like stick to the mythology a little bit, but at the same time yeah, it doesn't not, really work. Not really at all. Uh, I actually had a different note though I did notice that my note was when she's talking about her invention the olive and describing it the problem it felt a little too perfect because writing about the invention of the olive after olives have existed for a long time it's like she's like I feel like as an inventor, she should be a little more like, uh, you know, you gotta, there's trial and error. Sometimes, you know, you think of crazy things and then they don't yeah. work. Her, her type of invention is like the really bland, I invented this thing because <laughs> I'm smart and it's perfect on the yeah. eye. She just like, there's like a little, uh, like, the way she describes olives are just way too perfect. Like she has them perfectly thought out from the very beginning and I'm like... Yeah, which clearly some of her, a lot of her inventions are not perfectly thought out, as we will later discover. But yeah, it's just, and she's even like, and the leaves will be a pretty silver green, and you can make them, weave them together to make crowns. Yeah. I'm like, why would you, I feel like that would be an afterthought, that you would be like, oh, hey, whoa, you can do this. I would think so as well. You are right. <laughs> um, so what do you have on 91? 91 was just a, just a small little thing, which is kind of introduction to, so one of the big sections, so they're doing yeah. the Trojan War and they have all the little people. And they have a big map that is, you know, like a section of Earth, and they can interact with it for real. And I just thought that, and they sort of like a, ta- they sort of play with it like a like a board game or a tabletop game. And I just thought that was, that, I just thought that was a creative way to do gods and goddesses, um, you know, interacting with the mortal world. Yeah, it was really fun. I kind of liked it. It was like they're like these kids in class, but then they were like controlling mortals and even though i was annoyed that was the trojan war because i love the trojan war it was still kind of fun that they had like oh each person gets like their own little character and now we're gonna like come up with creative adventures for them and they get graded based on the creativity of their adventures that they give their little characters so then she pulls out this toy that she had when she was a little kid, which is a wooden horse with a door in it. And they kind of bring it up a few times in the beginning of the book in the middle. Um, but then she pulls it out, which obviously, you know, that comes into play. Um, because the moment I, I heard she had a wooden horse named Woody and she's holding it and stroking it when she's thinking about you know going to mount olympus and i'm like i know what that is um like i said trojan war favorite war um so she puts her little characters in it and then puts it inside the gates and then they have to uh, take a break and go um and the like class ends so they just kind of leave the characters and actually when they come back um the like characters have continued the story so that was interesting so like the they do all this stuff with the people which obviously time must be different on earth versus on mount olympus because they basically 
act out most of the Trojan War in one class. And then they just kind of leave them. And the story keeps going on on its own. Yeah. So they're just kind of like guiding them and not really like controlling them. All right. So you have something on 120. So it's another one of Athena's of inventions. And this time it's one solely made up for this book. She makes shampoo <laughs> called Snarky Poo. Yep. But then she spells it wrong. She wrote Snakey Poo. Yep. Which then Medusa steals, and that's how why she has snakes for hair. And I'm just like, wow, really? That's how you're choosing to tell the story. Medusa has snakes for hair and stone power. Because Athena made shampoo and spelled mm-hmm. the name wrong. Also, and then Medusa. And then I she noticed. Stole it. I wrote this down. When you take out the um, R in snarky poo, you just get snacky poo. She, yeah, she added. I don't an know e. why she would add make it snaky poo as opposed to like if you misspelled snarky poo, it would be snacky poo. So uh, they took a little bit of um, liberty there with the words and made it snaky poo because it had to be. Also, like, what even is that name? When I first saw it, I was like, what the heck? That was, like, possibly even worse than Scrollazine. (laughs) Were you like, snarky poo? Snarky poo sounds like... Because Scrollazine is at least... It's at least trying to be clever, like, oh, it's a magazine, but they use scrolls, haha. Whereas this is just out of nowhere. It is. It's really weird. Bad. And it's like, snake, snarky poo sounds like so, a really bad, like, couple's name. Like a nickname. Or like, yeah, or like, like, um, or like, um, from that one song in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when they're, when the king and queen are trying to kill oh, each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, and they're saying all those, like, pet names to each other yeah no that's what it reminded me of i was like that is terrible also they have shampoo but they don't have olives so not that those two things are really necessarily correlated but um i just thought that was interesting they also have chewing gum as they mention later Uh, oh yeah (laughs) we'll We'll, I, I had a feeling that that, that our we, have, yeah. we both have notes on that page and I had a We're feeling that's there. what it was We're about. Um, so our next notes are on 132. I think the notes are yeah. out of order because uh, after 120 it looks like you have like two notes I do, to go back. But I do, about but stuff. yeah, we don't need to talk about those things. We already kind of discussed them. So 132 um, I... Oh, this is the part. So what happens is that um, Medusa steals the uh, snaky poo and uses it. And that is how she gets her snake hair, which turns things into stone. So it was what it's supposed to be. So the, uh, the because... original shampoo was supposed to be you use it and then it turns your snarky thoughts into stone. So basically it just... Yeah, so it just, like, gets rid of your snarky thoughts. Um, Instead, 
it created snakes that turn people or mortals into stone. And so she turns, um, uh, what's her face? Pan- uh, Pandora into stone. So you want to give me your note for 132? So, so they do the whole, you know, using a mirror to turn yeah. her into stone. Which, I don't remember which hero did that, but it might have been Hercules. Um, I don't know, actually, or, but I'll look it up. So, there's that whole thing, but then there's also the fact that it's, they defeat her, it's really, and the defeat of Medusa, it gets super played up, and she's, like, doing a big villain sort of speech thing, and then it's really anticlimactic, climatic, how she, how she, yeah. Her. It's just like, you have something green in your teeth. Here, look in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And just get Poseidon to, like, trick her into, because she's really into Poseidon. Um, of co- because of course yeah, she is. Yeah, obviously, because everybody's into Poseidon. Um, and, every- and just somehow no one notices that yeah, he's a jerk. of course not, because that's what happens in high school. All right, would you like to... Uh... Would you like to say what your note for 151 um, is? Poseidon gets second place in the competition. And he says, First off, I'd like mortals to name a chewing gum after my trident, so no one will ever call it a pitchfork again. Oh my god, is that what your note was? Like, what even? I was like, is this like a brand pitch or something? (laughs) Trident gum isn't even that popular of a brand. I'm like, it's... It's it's, it's not like... It's Kleenex. Like, nobody just says Trident as, like, a name for gum. It's a brand name. And he's like, these mortals need to name chewing gum after my Trident. Also, Ancient Greece. They have chewing gum, but they don't have olives. What is this? That's that that is And it and like there are some really bad things, but I was just starting to find I you know, it's near the end, you're you're like, okay, I'm starting to get into it's got some cringy bits, but not too bad, getting into the groove of it. And then that happens and completely takes yeah, no, out it of the basically story. it's just like let let us hit you in the face one last time with how horribly inaccurate this story is <laughs> um yeah so that's the end of my notes so basically what happens at the end of the story is um athena wins the competition with um which she doesn't actually enter in the competition Yeah, she she has like a brain. She like is brainstorming, and then it's like, haha, literal brainstorm, and rains the items she's thinking yeah. about down on the. Yeah, and then the, the, she wins because of her brainstorm. I think so. She wins with the olive, um, over Poseidon's water park. He um, created a water park. In case you didn't hear me the first time. Uh, for for those all those ancient Greek people that need a water park, um, yeah. If you wanted something water related, they had a lot of you know 
you could have there was a lot of other water related ancient greek oh yeah you could have chosen lots and lots of options and nope water park we're gonna go with a water park uh yeah with Mm -hmm. a slide with a Mm -hmm. big slide um so he gets second place she wins with the olive and basically in the end it's like okay she's fitting in oh yeah her best friend, who's a mortal from the beginning, comes to visit. Which, I think we haven't seen the last of her. I just kind of felt like her character was unfinished, and that there was more to it. She just felt like a really strange character to me. Yeah, there was something off, but also there's, it also could have been just like, oh, she just needs to have someone, you know, like a lot, like a lot of times it felt like she was only there to be a sort of like but then, like, the in the beginning, along. she like had some Athena. moments where it was, like, Athena felt like she might not have really been sad to hear to have her go. And, like, there were just enough hints where I was, like, something's going on. Like, I don't think Palace is quite... I just feel like there's something else there. But, yeah, I, I feel like that's a mythology thing. And Palace, I looked it up, and Palace gets her own book later on, so... I think there, I think there's something up there. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. All right, do you think you're ready, ready to take a little break? I am, I am ready to take a break. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back for, um, my favorite segment, and we are going to have amateur mythology enthusiasts possible time traveler this is not confirmed and and my younger brother miles on the show and he he you go ahead (laughs) he hates anything that takes mythology and then changes it he gets really really annoyed so so. he'll be entertaining um but mostly the three of us are going to sit around and snark about actual mythology and compare it to this book so it should be fun uh we'll be so we'll be right back right after we take a little break to stretch our legs all right so we are back with Miles, Audrey's little brother, and our amateur mythology enthusiast. How do you feel about that title, Miles? Uh, don't get your expectations up too high. <laughs> we will try. Um, but, you know, Audrey and I, I feel like you have the most knowledge about mythology, I would say. What do you think, Audrey? I would say that's true. Also, I would say that we were very nitpicky with this book, but, like, I can still be, like, the Disney movie Hercules is one of my favorite Disney movies, and he'll go, (laughs) it's so bad, I hate it. (laughs) You really hate Hercules? No, I don't hate it. I just get a little annoyed while watching it. Just the, just the, just a little. little. Um, okay, so... I wanted to start out by telling, like, the story of, well, why don't we start out with Athena? So, Athena, how was she born, Miles? Would you like to tell us how Athena was born? No. Okay. So, um, there was a prophecy that Metis, uh, Athena's mother, 
was um, going to have two children, and one of them was going to be a goddess who's, like, super powerful and cool, and the other was going to be a god who was going to overthrow Zeus. So Zeus's response to this was to turn Metis into a drop of water or a fly or whatever you want it to be and um, swallow her. Can't go wrong with that, (laughs) Yeah, right? But then he started to have some really bad headaches. And he was like, what's up with this? And then he asked one of the people, not people, gods at his court, to split his head open. And they did. They split his head open. And poof, out came a fully armed um, adult adult goddess out of his head. As for the other child, um, because he swallowed Metis, I guess that part of the prophecy just wasn't fulfilled. That's all I could find about it. And worked at least. Yeah, right? So the guy, God, wasn't born. And then he just had his, like, his um, baby mama in his stomach forever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then Medusa, which is, like, the mean girl in this book. She's, like, the, like, um... Yeah, Mean Girl, I think, is the best way to describe her. Uh, she, her, the, So she gets turned into a, um, into her, like, snake head by some uh, unfortunate shampoo. <laughs> and I looked up to see how her transformation actually happened. And um, I understand why they did not put it in a children's book. I'll say that. Yep. So, basically, Medusa um, was born and was, like, super beautiful, um, immortal, but her two sisters were immortal. It's really confusing saying immortal and immortal. Yes. Um, so, she was mortal, and um, she was a priestess in Athena's temple. So she took a vow of chastity and she was like all pure and stuff. And then um, Poseidon discovered, so like all the, all these people were coming to the temple just to see Medusa and Athena was getting kind of jealous. And then Poseidon, 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 yes. Famous Greek god uh, Poseidon. This is my gender bend, gender bend fan art of Poseidon, Poseidon. (laughs) Poseidon, no. Um, Poseidon <laughs> um, discovered Medusa and was like, I want that, and basically kept chasing her, and she kept refusing him because she had taken a vow of chastity, and she was like, no, no, I am a priestess. And he kind of got mad at her and decided he was just going to um, kidnap her. Or not kidnap her, just rape her um, in the, in the uh, temple. So then Athena finds out how this is, like, this isn't really great for her name to have Poseidon, like, raping people in her temple. So she gets really angry. Plus, she's jealous of Medusa. Oh, yeah, and Medusa had asked Athena for protection, and Athena had refused, and that's how Poseidon actually ended up getting to her. Anyway, so then um, Athena punishes Medusa for not 
staying true to her vow of chastity. Um, I found a few different sources. One of them was like, yeah, this is just because she blames Medusa for getting raped, I guess. Which is great. That not it fantastic that that never happens anymore? Yeah. Um, but then other sources are like, well, she couldn't smite a god, so she just smited the mortal and gave her snake hair <laughs> and made her into a monster. Um, yeah, so that's how Medusa actually gets her snake hair, but that's, yeah, it's a good thing they did not include that yeah, in the kids. Put that there. Yeah, right? You make a few alterations. Um, also, uh, that, I think that might be the reason why they made Poseidon, like, another kid in the school, rather than, because, like, in reality, Poseidon is, like, her uncle. Yeah, he definitely is. Is he, yeah. is he another kid in the school? Yeah, in the book, he's one Zeus, of the... Zeus is the prince. He's, like, the Zeus popular the, boy. Zeus is the prince. Yeah. Hades and Poseidon are students. And Hades. I think Hades is like an emo yeah, theater Hades kid. Yeah, a student as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miles, uh, Miles little, is making little, some very interesting little, faces. A little off. Yeah. Hades, initially in the beginning of the series, is a loner. Before he meets Persephone, he admits that he is picked on by the other god boys, so he hangs out in Principal Zeus's office. Um... <laughs> He joins the school play backstage and painting sets with Persephone. He also fills in for the for Poseidon in the band Heavens Above on the drums. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. His face. I feel like I read this book though. Like I think that's one of the ones I read. Um I know we discussed this earlier, but I have to read this small okay. thing to Miles. <laughs> Uh-oh. You, you are, 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 are you prepared? I, probably not, but I'll say yes. Oh, the foods that they served oh, in the cafeteria. No. <laughs> Nectaroni. Cheese sticks. Spelled S-T-Y-X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the they, 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 that they serve in the cafeteria of Mount Olympus Academy. And the fortune cookies. You can't forget the fortune cookies. The fortune cookies, which talk to you okay. as you eat them. That's not disturbing. They have, like, a really weird name, like something, like, like Oracle O something. Mm. Yeah. Um, and they tell her that she's gonna be famous. They tell Athena that she's going to be famous. The cookie tells her she's going to be famous. Because not? No, not yet. She's Because she's a teenager. Isn't that really accurate with the mythology? She's 12 years old in these books. And oh boy, she she does some cool things like invent the olive. Which and is the actually, she does. I looked that up. Poseidon wanted to take over Athens. So he made a he like gave them a fountain and was like here a fountain when you look into it it will tell you if this oceans are safe or not and then athena wanted in on this competition so she created the created the olive tree and the olive tree um was 
like for like the fruit and for the oil and stuff. And then um, Zeus was the, or no, they, so one source I read, I was looking at said that um, they took it to a vote and all the men who like lived and worked at sea voted for Poseidon and all the women voted for Athena, but there just happened to be more women (laughs) than men (laughs) in this city. And so they the women won but then poseidon got really angry and started like like didn't let them come on the ocean and just like got really angry and kept like hurling bad stuff at them and so they punished the women by taking away their right to vote this is what i um heard on the internet story and i was like that sounds not right um so but yeah so what happened is um, Zeus, uh, did, like, a vote thing on his own for, like, his own competition between his brother and his, uh, daughter, and she ends up winning, and then, um, and then they named the city Athens after her, um, and then it wasn't until they, like, they, like, they, like, built a big, um, like temple for Poseidon and then he finally forgives them for choosing her invention. But yeah, that's how the the olive branch tree thing comes into play. Yeah. Uh mythology expert <laughs> Miles. That might be a bit of a or enthusiast <laughs> or whatever we said. Um who who to, who beheads Medusa? Uh, Perseus? Per, yeah, Perseus. I don't know much about him. Oh, another interesting thing. When he kills her, um, she was they didn't know, but she was pregnant with Poseidon's child. And so that's what creates like the what is it? The like Pegasus, Pegasus or something. First Pegasus or something? Yeah. It's Pegasus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry? Yeah. The horse? The winged horse? Um, Horse related? Horse adjacent? Something like that. Yeah, it's like it's it's got wings and it's a horse. (laughs) I I don't know. Um, So Poseidon and a mortal woman between the two of them created a winged horse? Counts as a horse, I guess. Yeah. It's a wing. It's a it's a horse, Miles. There's nothing. There's no other way to say it. It's a horse. I don't know. I think it's. Is it a horse? Texas is definitely it's a, a horse. horse. No, I mean it's part horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Is a unicorn a horse? Immediately yes. after she was beheaded, the winged horse Pegasus sprung from her neck. So this is all very fascinating, but we probably should get back onto the topic probably of the book. So. I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up this segment. There's not a lot else to say. Except the only other thing there is to say is that, um, where is, oh, um, apparently before they had olives, Miles, in, uh, in ancient Greece, they had, uh, gum, (laughs) chewing gum. Greek invention of chewing gum. Yep. And it was called trident chewing gum. That's that's great. (laughs) Just real quick about the illustrations. 
I did. I wasn't really paying attention, but on the front cover of the first book, there's a picture of Zeus, and he looks like a. He just looks like yep. a dude, bro. He does. He. I. I don't like. So, I don't know if we mentioned, um, but this, um, these books are written by. Uh, let's see. I don't try to pronounce the name. Joan Halub. Halub. Joan Halub and Susan I Williams. I yeah I so they have so they have several other series oh yeah um in the same in they 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 the exact same thing but with different um so they have Grimtastic Girls which are fairy tales and they they look exactly the same as these you know basic tween girls yeah. the only thing is. I, the only the only thing is they do have two um, two characters I can see have interesting um, designs on the cover. Red Riding Hood looks like she has either dreadlocks or a lot of braids, which is cool. And Rapunzel is Asian and has black hair. Oh yeah, true. So so that's cool. Uh, there's Heroes in Training, which is uh, about guys. <laughs> Not much else to say about that. And then. They have Thunder Girls, which has, which is about uh, Norse mythology, and actually looks really. It has really pretty artwork, and actually looks, uh, it looks way more interesting than <laughs> these ones. It looks more. It looks. It looks more like mythology adventure than tween drama. What? Um, I can do that. So that. That's all. I just wanted to say they had. That's all I wanted to write. Something, something, something's a little off here. We looked at Thunder Girls, and all that came up were pictures of cheerleaders. Um. Oh yeah, you gotta search Thunder Girls yeah, books. You don't say. <laughs> oh yeah, those do look cool. All the drawings of, for each of the book series are a little different, though. Even like the, the like text is similar in the layout, but like I think they're different. Um illustrators oh yep i'm i'm so i i'm trying to i think that uh we've covered everything so do you want to take a little break and then we'll do our wrap up all right so we'll be back after a quick break thank you miles for being on the show we appreciate it you're welcome any last words no he says no and that is on the record We're back and it's time for reviews. Drum roll. How'd you like my drum roll, Audrey? Um, it could be drummier. <laughs> okay. So is it well written? I don't eh? I don't think so. I'm gonna give it a it's, no. It's in that it's a, it's very in between. It's not a bad book but it's also not a good book yeah i'm gonna say it's definitely not a good book but it's not horrendous it's not offensive it's just like not great it's 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 not good it's not even not great because not great <laughs> implies that you know it's 
somewhat good or even mediocre. It's it's definitely no. on the lower end of the scale. It, it's it's pretty cringy, I would say. I feel like it uh, is for a specific age range, and it doesn't. It, I don't think it would appeal to anyone out. It it just wouldn't appeal to anyone outside of that age range for that specific age group. They're fairly decent, but um, outside of that, they're just not not great. They're kind of cringy and more than kind of cringy. Um, the, the story and... is really generic. There's no, there's not there's really nothing with the story. There's nothing new. It's very predictable. And also, like, it's not a great way to learn mythology. Yeah, like they miss a lot of points. The whole um family tree is completely different than in reality well reality in the actual stories and so it's like there you're not even learning anything um but it i don't think it's dated i would not say because it was written in what you said 2010 yeah so it's there's not a lot there to be dated it's not it, ha- it wasn't written that long ago and it's i mean it's um it's a uh, set in kind of a mishmash of 21st century and Greek mythology. You know, so, so it's weirdly not dated, but also dated because in the same thing where you have to be in a specific age range, it's sort of dated in that all the things that they reference are things that like, once you're out of that age range, you're like, it almost feels like another time. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but also, like, yeah, that actually, that's a good point. Like, it's not, it's now it feels like, oh man, that was so, like, that was so 2010. But at the same time, that's the kind of book I was reading then. So, um, of course, I don't know what another thing is, I have no idea really what, you know, tween girls are into. Because especially with the rise of the internet and, you know, different types of, you know, and, you know, all the things they have access to on the internet, they might not, you know, be as into, like, for instance, uh, girly magazines, you know, like with all the, ooh, the, who's the cute supermodel? Because with internet, they might not, that might not be as big of a thing. Also, they don't have, like, a cell phone alternative for the kids in this book, as where I think if this book was written now they would have some sort of, like, cell phone tablet thing that they communicate with. Um, yeah, and it would be, they'd be like, oh, but it's magic, and that's why, that's, why it's, that's why it works in ancient Greece. Exactly. So they don't have that, but um, I don't think that really, you know, now kids have their own cell phones, but I don't think that was quite as common in 2010. Um, at least, I don't think so. Um, I don't remember. I was too young to have a cell phone in 2010. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's particularly dated, but what would you give it for a final score? Uh, but so, uh, on a score of one to, what is it, what do we do? Five? Uh, yeah. Uh, two. <laughs> And I'm being, I'm being generous. And I think I would give this book, like, a two or a two and a half. 
Actually, a two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. It's just like mediocre. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. It's just generic and bland. So do you want to read the last sentence then? Yep. I my, I had to plug my phone in, so I'm at a bit of an awkward <laughs> angle. Apologies if the sound gets weird. Okay. Smiling, she tugged Palace towards the stairs. Come on, I can hardly wait to show you around. Yep. That's the last sentence. Not much to say. Much. Not, it's, the the first sentence, at least, you know, was a little bit like, ooh, something's happening. The last sentence is. Yeah. Not very interesting. Not much. No. Um, so, that kind of wraps up. But, I mean, that's kind of a common theme, it yeah. seems to be. I've noticed that the last sentence is usually much less interesting than the first one. Yeah, that's true. Because the last sentence isn't trying to do much. The first sentence is trying to, like, draw you in. Yeah, the last sentence is just sort of, like, gotta close it somehow. Yep. Okay, so that pretty much wraps up that book. So, I'm gonna do our social media plug, which is follow us on Instagram, where I post cool stuff. But seriously, follow Audrey on Tumblr with, it's, um, what is it? Read it again, radio. Um, and she makes the coolest drawings of the covers. She takes the covers of the books and puts us on them, and it's awesome, and I'm in love with them. They're so amazing, so go check that out. Um, and then you can follow us and subscribe on wherever you're listening to this, um, and that really helps us, so please do it. Leave a rating, whatever any of those things helps us out. Um, yeah. Any, any, we are open to uh, constructive criticism. <laughs> Please tell us how to improve. Definitely. And we're looking to improve our sort of like review of the book at the end, that like last segment. So if you have any suggestions for that, please let us know. And our, we have a special email account. Um, it's readitagainpodcast at gmail.com. So we take suggestions. Let us know. Um, you can also reach us through either Tumblr or Instagram. Don't we sound so professional, Audrey? <laughs> I mean, it was until you said send us suggestions in a suggestive <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm trying. I've got a bit of imposter syndrome, if you know what I mean. Um, I just feel like well, I'm like, uh, I think we have like a couple followers on each of our things but that could change um yeah so that's pretty much it uh we are going to put it out on the social medias as soon as we choose our next book and it could be anything now that audrey has a library card it could be anything so the possibilities are endless it's so exciting libraries are amazing all righty well See y'all later. Talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs>